Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 54. My name is Arun Kumar, and I'm the driver, and I'm here today with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? I am doing phenomenal today, actually. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So good morning, Arun. Good morning, listeners. I'm happy to hear that. Our listenership is growing. Heck yeah. And I'm getting feedback. I got feedback from a client on the podcast who said he really appreciates what we're doing, which I... Wasn't quite sure what he meant, but I yeah. Didn't well, I was just further. about to ask, I was just about to ask you what exactly do you mean by that? Like, so what specifically do you appreciate? I, I, you know, fill me in a little bit. He he's being equipped with the tools to succeed in his pursuit of excellence of business, oh, fitness, and right. cars, and he appreciates it. All right, and I hope he shares it in the same way that I'm requesting everybody who's listening to this share the podcast. If you like what you're hearing, if you appreciate what we're doing. Whatever you think that means, share the show. Share it with anybody in your car, business, or fitness community that you think needs to be more driven and will help them get there. Dan, do you have a fun fact for us today? I do. And, you know, I really told myself I was going to stay away from auto news for this one. No, no, no. uh, Auto news is it's, it's what we need. No, I'm I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to oh, stay with it. All right. So so since you're uh tall as crap, Barun, I think you're best equipped <laughs> to answer this question. Um what does a giraffe look like? It has four legs and a long neck and it is yellow with spots. You're right. It's yellow with spots. So we thought. So uh this, this week is a our, podcast you know these people yeah. won't be able to see what yeah. we're talking you're right. about you're right that's that's what a giraffe so so we all know what a giraffe looks like all right well uh a uh on july 31st a giraffe was born in the brights zoo in tennessee and it was born without any spots it's just brown it's, it's just literally brown. just a brown giraffe it looks really funny and uh like I guess like the people at the zoo are baffled by this and it's probably the only one in the world without spots and it's only the second recorded and the first one being recorded in like the 70s in Japan. Well, okay, so I'm going to take this opportunity to promote the episode 51 of the We Are Driven podcast <laughs> because episode 51 talks about rarity and oh. all the headlines that I just read when I Googled about this giraffe start with the word rare well look at that i'm and, foreshadowing and i didn't even know it <laughs> and we're we're about to do an appraisal as our next segment on this show but dan let's first appraise this giraffe <laughs> it's one of a kind it's it is one of a kind if this went up at the sotheby's collectibles auction in london in christmas time 2023 when all of the world's elite are looking for the latest and greatest gift to get their royal nieces and nephews and children how much are they spending on this giraffe man with only sixteen thousand reticulated giraffes left in the world yikes um i'm betting millions of dollars tens of millions tens of millions yeah i'm gonna say and, you know, we'll probably and kind of hopefully never be able to actually confirm or deny what's going to happen here. <laughs> but, but let's say it is. I'm going to I'm going to say two hundred and sixty four million dollars. All right. Is the price of that giraffe. OK. I could see it, though. And. And now a normal giraffe, like a base model, like 50,000 miles, it's still car news. I don't care what you think. 50,000 mile base model giraffe. That's that's going to set you back about like $750,000. I know I know I've been I've been shopping. You've been shopping for giraffes. Yeah. yeah it's I about mean, the same as a Mercy SV. I mean I mean you're you're qualified, you know. You're tall. You, I'm tall. You relate yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh I guess I guess if you want some auto news, uh GM has made an agreement with Tesla and they are <laughs> looking to share Tesla's charger network as all 
EV manufacturers should be. There's my there's my auto news for you. There you go. I, I have better <laughs> auto news than this. <laughs> it's just something I pulled up real quick. <laughs> I have I have better news. Okay. As of last week, I believe. Okay. Let me see here. There's a press release from yesterday. Press release on competitionplus.com. The EPA has excluded well let me uh, how do i want it okay so the epa published its new national enforcement and compliance initiative for 2024 to 2027 which includes a list of core priorities for specific topics that the epa is going to be focused on for that time period 2024 to 2027 there is a notable absence from the list that many, many, many members of the automotive yep. aftermarket noticed. Yep. And I texted you this right after our yeah. uh, last recording. So I do want to make sure we cover this because yeah, this is a great good one. news. I, I totally forgot about this. This so, is yeah. great news. So emissions, or I guess the way it's really phrased by the EPA is the priority was, and this was in their core priorities for the last three years, stopping aftermarket defeat devices for vehicles and engines. And this is referring to basically any tuning software, any intake, any fuel injector, any fuel system related, any exhaust system related, any forced induction related products that decreased fuel efficiency and increased emissions in cars were considered illegal. Mm-hmm. You probably didn't know that, and you probably have something on your car that yeah, is illegal. Yeah, and they and they wrote, wrote that so vague, where like a common everyday person do, isn't gonna know what a defeat device is. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, hopefully the word gets out. You know, if you want to modify your car, that you know, put headers, intakes, tuning. You know, the people doing it aren't supposed to be targeted according to their priorities. Correct. Hopefully, hopefully it remains that way. It's not guaranteed by by any means. But. Right. But this is good news for a lot of different automotive enthusiast communities, whether you're diesel, whether you're motorsports, um, whether you're just street racing. All this is great for you. Okay. Next segment. Bring a trailer appraisals. These are so much fun that we're just going to keep going on them. And right before we started recording today, we did some math and I created an Excel spreadsheet. So I'm going to go to that a second just to provide some updates for everybody on how we're doing so far. So we've done four cars each and we've, uh, we've made some guesses. Now I have guessed an average of 34% under actual for the cars that we've worked on. So I've been very low in general on the cars that <laughs> I've looked at. Dan has been on average 18% higher. Okay. So not too bad. Are we playing prices, right? Rules. How are we playing this? No. <laughs> But but you do just have to know that you would be the high bidder on pretty much pretty all everything. Of the cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was only the Ferrari that you would have not made it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so that's the update for us. We've done four cars so far, and now we're on to car number five. And Dan, I'm going to go first, and I'm very excited to share with you the car that I have chosen for you this week. I'm I'm excited to find out what this car is. And, and as I told you before we started recording, I went to page 800 of Bring a Trailer to find this car. And there are currently 838 listings, so I'm very, oh God. very curious. <laughs> okay, so this is the title of the listing. It's a 31,000 mile, 2003 Ford Thunderbird. Okay, so little two-seater thing that 
kind of looks like a C1 Corvette, but modern. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would say I'm trying to remember what it looks like. Yep. It's the it's the Tiffany's car. Yeah. They're ugly as crap. <laughs> I liked these when they first came out. Uh, I know. But let me yeah. tell you a little more about it. So 31,000 miles, as you heard. Okay. It was purchased by the seller in 2005. Garage so, queen. Second Super owner. queen. Second yeah. owner. Okay. It's white over black. Convertible, Ooh, obviously. Okay. They're all convertible, I guess. Well, Seam in white. Okay. Five-speed automatic. The chrome wheels. Of course. Oh, it actually has a hard top. Con- uh, removable yeah, hard top. Yeah, they're like hard top things. It's kind of like what you could get with a Miata. Yeah. It's in Missouri. Clean title. Clean Carfax. The seats have a little bit of wear on it. The pictures are taken in a back alleyway somewhere in in uh, South Shore, Missouri, I guess, with some brick brick walls all around it. Pictures are okay. It's not the most amazing listing I've ever seen, but it is all original. Uh, the tires. <laughs> the rear tires are from the factory. <laughs> no kidding. The fronts were replaced. <laughs> the fronts were replaced in 2014. I honestly have no idea what. So, I, and I think one other thing I want to add to this little bidding game is is I think it's fair for you to look up the listing. Right now, I think I need to because like it's a 2003. Yeah, there's only there's only one Thunderbird right now, I think. Yeah, dude, these things are so ugly. (laughs) Okay, all right. So my initial thought was 10 grand, but now seeing it, it's at nine. I'm going to have to change that. (laughs) It's, it's low two, miles. It's got two days ago. Ah, uh, God, I hate these things. <laughs> I, they're just so bad. I, I can't believe they had a V8, which is even more impressive uh, for that car. They all should have come with a V8. It's yeah, weird pro- that it probably. wouldn't. Yeah. And it made like, they're saying it made 280. <laughs> the horse and torque. So that interesting car. Um, Man, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 15 grand on this. Ooh. All right. Your guess is in. Yeah. Any last comments on this car? I hate it. You're welcome. You're right. You are right. I was going to hate you for this one. This one's one's rough. (laughs) Ugh. Gross. I'm getting off that page. All right. What do you got for (laughs) me? All right, uh, this one's more for me than it is for you. This is something I really, really liked, and I think it's a great piece of artwork from the 80s that you don't see oh, too often. Not good at old cars. Uh, I, I think I think we're in the same wheelhouse as far as uh, value of these cars, so um, I'm glad glad we're, we're close. Uh, this is a two-time alumni uh, bring-a-trailer car here it is a 1986 7a20 valve audi coupe gt five speed white with all the decals included red interior is located in hawaii hawaii <laughs> hawaii i feel like that's gonna bring down the purchase price but yeah, it's got Just like all the Audi sports stuff on it, all the right pinstriping, uh, the, the right quattro wheels from Oz. Um, it, it's got some minor blemishes, you know, being from 1986. The interior looks really clean. Uh, mileage on it is 223,000. Quite high. <laughs> uh, but it is, it is a quite rare car, uh, for the states, at least, it is a 2.3 liter 20 valve 7A inline five with a five speed manual transaxle. Ooh, I like those seats. Um, Bright yeah, red, really nice seats. Yeah, right. But Clearly you know, redone. It, but it, yeah, it's good though that the dash isn't red. 
<laughs> so that would be weird. Yeah. You know, you see some of these Fox bodies from that era that are red on red on red. How about that box of parts near the bottom of the listing? I, I know. Yeah. Right. It's hot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it sold. Uh, it sold twice on bringing a trailer um, once in 2018 for 11, nine and once in 2019 for eight, seven. Uh, Oof. That person took a big hit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, currently it bid amount of 10, five. It's got a couple hours to go. So I really like this. I was drawn to, to this car, like right off the rip. So it's, it's cool to look at, but I don't think I'd want to own it. Oh uh, yeah. See, I I'm kind of in the same, but like they're really cool to look at, but I would be concerned what it's actually like to drive. Right, it's just an 80s Euro thing. Yeah. In Hawaii. Yeah. But <laughs> clearly not from there, though, because it's moved around a bit. But Right. Um, yeah, I just I think it's an interesting car. I'm, I'm a huge Audi fan, and uh, for some reason, these, these GT-style cars keep popping up in my feeds, and I, I get really excited about them for some reason. My my bid is going to be twelve thousand three hundred. Okay, all right. Twelve. Not 000. my actual. Not my actual bid. Twelve thousand three hundred, and we'll be able to see the result on that one today, which is today, great. Yeah, I yeah. Like I wanted to go a gratification, bit, <laughs> right? I wanted to go a little bit deeper with the uh, with this, but like, I was intrigued. I was intrigued. Yeah. I also saw a, G, a 2022 GT 500 day with two days ago at a bit of 51 grand. It was a clean title car. Like what's going on here? I don't think bring a trailer sells salvage title cars. Maybe I, they do. Yeah. I mean, even if they do, I mean, it was just like, that's cheap for a brand new GT 500. Yeah. If any of you guys thinking about new, like dark horses, don't buy one. Buy <laughs> if you use GT 500, they're, they're, they're cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll update everybody next week on that. And in the meantime, we're about to have a very interesting discussion. And as you can tell by the title, we're talking today about 75 Hard and the Live Hard program. Most of you who are listening to this have probably heard of this before. But I bet not all of you listening have done it. And... I am on my third year through the entire Live Hard program. I've completed two full years of the Live Hard program. I think I've done, I've completed four trips through 75 Hard. Uh, and I've started and completed many, many more days on program, even though they didn't count towards the full date count for me. But you could say I'm fairly experienced. And I am a huge, huge, huge proponent of what the program offers and what it can provide when you do it right. Yeah, you're you're definitely the anomaly in the room when it comes to 75 hard. Like you hear people that, you know, have done it once and after that 75th day, they're not doing it again or they're not, you know, yeah, doing doing the, the whole year long program thing. Um, you also hear a lot of people that fail and then don't retry and, you know, I'm in that same boat. Um, so yeah, you're, you're definitely the most experienced person I've ever talked to when it comes to 75 hard as far as, you know, completing it and then continuing it. Yeah. And, and so here's why, and I wrote this in our little outline here. If you want to become the most elite version of yourself, you do this, you do the full live hard program and, I had heard about it and I thought, oh, that sounds really hardcore. I don't want to do that. Until I listened to one podcast with Andy Frisella, who created the program, and a guest who was on the show who had completed the program. And that guest said, this is how you unveil the most elite version of yourself. And I thought, well... I mean, I'm trying to be the best I can be. I guess I should probably try this. And fortunately, that happened in early 2021 when 
Let's see. Well, the world was shut down for one. Yep. And for two, I was in London. The gym was closed, but nobody was outside. I had very little work to do. And I was basically just sitting at home in one of the worst shapes of my life. And I, in May of 2020 was the heaviest weight I had ever been. It was 267 pounds on the scale. Uh, as of this morning, I was 215. So quite a bit down from that. I was very unhappy with my relationship to food. I was struggling to maintain the exercise regimen that I had kept up for a number of years. But with the gyms all being closed, I did, wasn't participating as much as I had been. And I didn't know what I didn't know, both about my physical capability, my mental capacity, and how much I could get done in a day. So I decided to take the leap. And I heard I could become the most elite version of myself doing this. I'm all about giving stuff like that a try at the very least because I want to be my best in life. And so I went at it with that intent of I'm going to do this in the way that will give me the results that are promised. So I'm going to do it to a T. I'm not going to compromise and I am going to see what happens and take it from there and just, just suffer through it because why not? Why not? You know, it's promising me things that right now I don't have a good solution to. So let me try it. What's the harm? So I started the first 75 days and 75 hard, which is basically phase zero, you could call it, of the full year program. Your day one of 75 hard is 365 days away from your last day of phase three. And there are technically four phases to this program. There's 75 hard and then phase one, two, and three. They total 165 days of the year. So there are 200 days of the year in which you do whatever the hell you want. And there's 165 days in which you're on a program. The first 75 days, here's what you have to do. Every single day without compromise in a row, 75 days. You drink a gallon of water. You do two 45-minute workouts, at least three hours apart. One of them has to be outside. You can scale the workouts to be whatever is comfortable for you, but preferably you push beyond that comfort zone. It has to be sustainable. Don't hurt yourself on a daily basis. Don't go so hard that you literally cannot move the next day. Yeah, push, definitely. Push yeah, and that was one of the things I struggled with was uh, not becoming overly sore and then not wanting to do anything the next day. Mm -hmm. And part of that is, you know, appropriate warm-ups, pushing through the soreness. But part of it is also you can totally go too far with your body. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people, I don't think, actually reach that point, And they will come up with a reason not to do it based around fatigue before they're really at that point of injuring themselves. Okay, that's the workouts portion. Then the next one is follow a diet. And that's literally all it says is follow a diet. So the first time I went through the program, I gave myself a diet that fit the solution, the problem that I was trying to solve. And that problem was that when I start eating sugar, I cannot stop. And I crave it all the time. And I will binge eat. And I will eat two pints of ice cream at once. I will eat an entire cake in one sitting. Yeah, I, I, I did that. I sympathize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I sympathize with that. But my my kryptonite is soda. Mm -hmm. if, if I have one, it's it's oh, it's downhill from there. Right. And and everybody has a different sort of addictive uh, experience with some sort of food like this, I believe. But so the diet that I chose is no added sugar. That's it. It's simple. Just basically don't eat dessert. Don't eat anything that has nutrition facts that show that it has added sugar in it. And that actually was quite restrictive. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask you, how did you find that diet? What was it? Was it difficult to find foods that didn't have added sugar? 
Because like no. I, I I've seen no. some TikToks where like some people like have to go through the entire store and look at every box, like. And that's what I did. Yeah. But I I would just basically it was eating more whole foods. So yeah. Eggs. Less processed. Sausages. Stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember what all I ate. You know, it was a lot of, even like a lot of carbs were fine under this right. diet. You know. It, yeah, you're because you're just doing no sugar and you can still get carbs from breads and whatnot from with no added sugar it exists and and another thing that i was you know i was strict on but not really strict on was the fact that there are a lot of uh alternative sweeteners out there that because they weren't showing up on the nutrition facts they were okay by my rules and so that was a lot of protein bars and things like that that have fake sweeteners in them sorbitol and xylitol and uh all the dolls that will probably come back you know in 10 years that are like yeah these are bad for you yeah potentially (laughs) potentially and and, uh well i mean even right now you got people on both sides of the aspartame fence oh yeah so (laughs) you know i've been hearing the aspartame argument for years now so but but yeah so so that was what i did and i didn't track macros i didn't care about calories none of that i just ate Kind of whatever I felt like, as long as it didn't have added sugar in it. The next item of 75 hard is no cheat meals and no alcohol. This is just basically to tell you don't. Don't do things intentionally that hurt yourself for 75 Mm -hmm. days from a diet perspective. That one's pretty simple. I don't think I need to talk more about that one. (laughs) And then the last one is. 10 pages of reading of a personal development oriented book every day, a physical book. And I've had to correct people on this one, whether they're reading eBooks, whether they're reading their kid, a bedtime story. Those don't count. Yeah. because <laughs> Well, and, and this is where I really agree with, you know, 75 hard you're doing 75 hard for the betterment of yourself. Physically, the book portion of it is for your mental strength. You're not if you're reading something that's, you know, fiction or some fantasy book, whatever it is, uh, or your kid's book or listening to an ebook, you're not you're not working your brain muscles. You know, you're not right. physically reading a page. You're not you're, you're not reading something that's going to help you invest in the stock market or be a better leader or, you know. Um, so while you're working your routines and your muscles you also have to work your brain yep and and i will say one thing on this is the program itself is not a physical program there are a lot of physical elements to it but at the end of the day it is a mental program Mm -hmm. it is actually all based around becoming the most elite version of yourself and although that happens physically in the process the point is that your your physical eliteness is built on your mental strength and your ability to become elite mentally. All of these things, even though, you know, water, physical, workouts, physical, diet, physical, no cheat meals, physical, it's all based in the mind. It's all based in the mind. So how was my first go around? I had to pee a lot. Still have to pee a lot, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that ever changes. (laughs) Well, it got significantly better because at first, when you think about drinking a gallon of water, that's a lot for most people. Most Uh, people are drinking a third of a gallon a day or less. Yeah. A gallon is a lot of water. But what you'll find, I got a text yesterday from a friend of mine about this. He said, I've been drinking more water every day and my face cleared up of acne. And between high, between generally being hydrated, your ability to have energy, your ability to metabolize things better, your ability to focus, your ability to sleep, it's all related to being dehydrated. Yeah, that was one of the first things I noticed after drinking as much water as I did, like kicking the sodas and, and yeah. like the hard sugar stuff. That that was actually the first thing I noticed was the acne going away. Mm-hmm. I still get it from time to time, but I'm just unlucky. So, (laughs) but yeah, so that was a big one for me was, was okay. You know, I'm committing to a huge amount of water, but man, does it work? 
it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. The, I didn't, I guess, you know, even though I'm not doing 75 hard and I didn't complete it. I, yeah, I could see how that the going to the bathroom all the time definitely slows down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely your your body gets down. used to it and figures out how to process the water better. Uh, okay. The, the workouts, I still do this. My outdoor workout is a brisk walk, a 15 minute per mile walk. So I walk three miles. I used to use a weight vest. I don't use a weight vest since my back went out. I have worn out many pairs of shoes. I've walked all over the world. And most importantly, I listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. I crank through podcasts on these walks. Yep. And Heather and I are the same way. We, we we prefer our our few mile walk for 45 minutes around the neighborhood and, you know, stop at yeah. the park with, with the kiddo <laughs> on yeah. the way. Yeah, but this is it, not only does it it just it clears your mind. Mm-hmm. And the, and if you're listening to podcasts, you are freaking getting so much smarter. <laughs> right. As you go through that, like I've gotten I attribute so much of my life to podcasts. <laughs> I mean. Let's see, it had to have been shoot, it has to be almost two years ago. I I pretty much exclusively went from music to podcasts while driving. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I I crave to be listening to to podcasts instead of music now. Yeah. Yep. Swaps. Um, I really love big bass songs. <laughs> same. And and the best place to accomplish that is in the car. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes a podcast is just what you need. Oh, especially in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I went through, I finished 75 hard. I got COVID during 75 hard. I survived COVID. I I remember this. I was sick for two days and I walked, I walked three miles from the airport in, in San Jose to the hotel that I was staying at in Santa Clara. And I I walked from San Jose International to the Best Western on El Camino. And it was about 80 degrees and I was very hot and I was Mm -hmm. extremely comedically sore because that was the extent of my COVID symptoms was aches, body aches. And it took me like an hour and a half to walk. But that was my outdoor workout for that day. I did yoga when I was, when I had COVID and I was just in this hotel room by myself for like three days. And it was, it was a very, you know, that was the hardest part of 75 hard. And yeah, so I did it through flying from uh, London to the U S and back. I did it on a day that I drove from Seattle to the Bay area in part of moving I did it through, I I worked out in the middle of the night. I worked out in, (laughs) I remember I did a workout where I was doing like soccer agility drills in a park that I randomly stumbled upon in, in LA. It was close to my hotel and it was, I was doing the agility drills in a box that I created out of the base of a, uh, electricity tower so i was standing underneath an electricity tower doing agility drills in you know you you sprint forwards sidestep Mm -hmm. one part of the box backpedal sidestep sprint i was doing that kind of stuff it was like i did so many random workouts i took up shadow boxing yoga like i already said the walking sprints and, and weightlifting through all this. But in that first 75 days, my diet was exactly as I just described. And so basically, I became more versatile. And I learned a lot through podcasts, through books. I cut sugar out of my diet. I learned I do have control over that. And I rinsed myself clean with all the water. And actually, I forgot one of the tasks which this is embarrassing, but I forgot one of the tasks, progress pictures. 
Yeah, you did not list it in the outline. Yeah, no, nope. I, I forgot about it. Yeah, that, <laughs> and I'm yeah. on right now, and I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, so progress pictures. So every morning now, I mean, I basically stand in front of a mirror and take a picture with my shirt off, and that's the extent of that one. But it is amazing at this point for me to look back at those early pictures. Mm-hmm. It's like, who is that guy? Like, I I lost fifty pounds, and you can see it. <laughs> And, and that is, is one of the best parts of it is the physical change that you can see that is also manifesting itself in your mind. Because when you're making those physical results, you are guaranteed to be changing your mind in the process. Right. Okay. That was 75 hard. Now, I got a lot out of that, as you can tell. But I want to talk about... The next three phases in fairly quick succession here, really just to highlight the best tasks within them. So in phase one, which is where I'm at right now, the additional tasks that are added on top of 75 hard, and this phase one is 30 days. You can do it immediately after 75 hard. You can wait, take your time, do whatever you want. Phase one is the same six tasks as 75 hard. Plus, you create a power list. And and this basically means that you are identifying tasks on a daily basis that you can routinely accomplish so that you make progress towards your goals in your life. You're going to see a pattern here. Or you're going to see some similarities to some other things we've talked about on this podcast here. The next 10 minutes of active visualization. So... You've, you're making this power list. You're supposed to be making this power list. Where, where are you actually trying to go? What are those goals of yours? This is how you determine them. What are you going to visualize about for 10 minutes? What do you want your life to be like? So would you equate this to kind of like the daydreaming effect? Like you're just kind of like dreaming about this is what my power list is. And this is what it's going to look like in six months. You're not, you're not dreaming. You're not, you're not visualizing. I guess manifesting maybe. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Day manifesting. (laughs) You're, you're not visualizing your power list. You're visualizing. So for me right now, first of all, I have a list on the wall of the vision, but I have been able to create this specific event in my head. I'm not going to share it on the podcast, but basically this is an event that will happen in my future. And I've telegraphed out exactly what it's going to feel like for about three hours of my life in a handful of years from now, let's say. I know exactly what's gonna, what it's going to be like. I know exactly what it's going to feel like. I know exactly where I'm going to be. I know exactly what the life around me is going to look like. And I know that it's going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And I can work backwards from that to know what I need to do today to make that happen. And so then I'm able to create a power list. That's how it works. And this is the same thing as iterative goal setting that we talk about in the Driven Network. Iterative goal setting is this. This is where I built it from. The the last task of 75 hard is, or sorry, the last task of phase one is a five minute cold shower. I still hate these. Yeah, they suck. still hate these. But <laughs> what you learn from this, what I learned is things are going to suck. Mm-hmm. Things in life are going to suck. And sometimes those things that suck lead to better outcomes. Yep. And you have to willingly choose to step into the cold water in the same way that you have to willingly choose to open your mouth and have that hard conversation. You have to willingly choose to step out onto that field and do a shitty workout. You have to willingly choose to break off a bad relationship, whatever it is. Yep. You have to choose. I have two questions about the cold shower. Okay. One, is there a better time of day for one for you? There's a better time of year. (laughs) Sure. There's always a better time of year. But like now. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So like, do you find that they're better in the morning or the evenings? 
evenings. Yeah, see, that's where I would fall. But yeah. I also work out in the evenings, so that works I, for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then does a cold bath count, like an ice bath? There's a half. Yeah, if you did a five minute ice bath, I would think that counts. I don't think Andy Frisella thinks that counts. Yeah, I didn't know if there'd be. Any, I know, like an ice bath is way more brutal than a cold shower, right. but right. I didn't know if it would count. I don't cute. I don't think he counts them. I've never done one, but I've always wanted to. An ice bath? Yeah. Evelyn just bought a trash can to use for ice baths. Yeah. She's going to hop into this little, she bought, you know, basically an extra garbage mm-hmm. street garbage can. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not very tall, right? Right. So that's yeah. going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. More power to her. She's, she said she's doing it this weekend. Well, let me know how it goes. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to watch it happen. <laughs> um, okay, well, so so phase one for me is really where things clicked because I realized I opened my mind to what was possible for myself and I realized that I had way more capacity in my life than I thought I did. I learned during that 75 days, I lost 20 pounds, not 50, 20 pounds. And I thought to myself, holy shit, I have a long way to go. I still don't, I'm, I, have, I can achieve a much better outcome than this. I'm part of the way there, but I'm definitely not all of the way there. Then I got into phase one and I had to come up with what am I visualizing about? And at first I created vision boards. I went and Google image searched a bunch of stuff and I still have those kind of images in my mind, but I've also come to just start going to the places where the things that I want are. So I have sat in a six speed Mercy SV I have been to Monterey Jet Center and looked at jets. I walk past the house I want to buy every single morning. This is how I am going through my visualization. And I know that I'm able to identify the task to make it happen. And I am empowered by the fact that I have seen change in myself through the commitment to daily tasks that I can do it. And it's really freaking powerful when you start phase one and you're looking at, okay, you know, what is it I actually want and how, what are the steps I'm going to take to get there? That is freaking awesome. And then you, you may identify that some of the tasks that you're going to have to go through to get there are hard, but you know, you step into that cold water and by the end you're better for it, even if it sucks. And it's the same thing for some of these hard tasks that you're going to have to do as you go through it. Okay, phase two. So phase two is actually the same as 75 hard, no additional tasks, but you cannot start phase two until at least 30 days have elapsed from the end of phase one. Do you see the the point of this one? Yeah, don't go on a 30 day bender in between. Yeah, don't don't go on a 30 day bender, but also make sure you can actually get back on the program. Yeah. And I had trouble with this at first. I remember I had finished phase two in my first year. And so I did, I did phase one and then I never got off the program between phase one and phase two. It's just that the days don't count. Yeah. But so I was on the program between phase one and phase two. I did phase two and then phase three came along and I did get off the program And so for many months, I was working out once a day and I was eating some things I probably shouldn't have and generally was not taking as good of care of myself. Maybe I missed a picture here and there. I didn't read every day. Sometimes I didn't get the whole gallon in. And I could feel the discipline slipping and I could feel my level of activity going down and it just wasn't a good feeling. You know, when you reach that level of like, oh man, I am cranking. I can do anything. I am capable of everything I want. And then you start compromising on your activities. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to go back. And so then I tried to do another phase two. I tried to do a second phase two before I started phase three because I was sick of not being on the program. Right. And I think I restarted it four times because I could not get myself to do it. I couldn't figure out 
how I had managed my schedule to do two workouts a day. I fell asleep doing a workout once. Oh. It was yoga. So it was okay. easy to fall asleep. Yeah. If you're but relaxed still, enough. Yeah. But it was like, oh, damn. And then I failed that day. And then I, f- I fell asleep reading once. So I missed again. Oh, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. And and some days I just gave up. And it was usually because the second workout didn't get done. That was usually the problem. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was very, very that, hard for me. That was my personal problem was the second, second workout. workout. Yeah. yeah. And so I think one thing is interesting, which is I'll, I'll highlight this. So I, as I mentioned in the beginning, the purpose of the two workouts is 45 minutes apart. One of them has to be outside though. Each of those components of it have their own elements of challenge that create the mindset that you're looking to achieve out of 75 hard. But the, yeah, the most challenging one of them is the three hours between workouts. Yeah. And the problem that I had, because I am this type of person is Andy Frisella is never explicit about how much time is between workouts. <laughs> not in the book, not in any of the podcasts he's done. At no point yeah. does he give an actual solid number for right. how much time there should be between the workouts. I heard an interesting one, an interesting tip on this, which is you know you're ready for the second workout when you don't want to do it. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I could I yeah. And I get that, that is that's where the resilience comes in. Yep. And I remember so many times just like, fuck, I don't want to do this. No. And it's like 8, <laughs> 8.25 at night and my bedtime is nine o'clock and I got to finish after my bedtime and I'm going to be sweaty and I'm going to have allergies and all this shit and I don't want to do it. Well, I got to do it, man. Got to check off that box for the day. So that has proven to be a very, very challenging aspect of it. But the reason for it and I don't know, I have not been able to experience the, the, any particular specific results from this, but the reason for the gap between the workouts is because your metabolism will reset itself. Yeah. It, I knew that much is that you have to give your body some time to, to reset and reestablish after, you know, if you're, especially if you're doing any sort of like big lifting mm-hmm. uh, or intense cardio. I knew that much that you had to have some sort of a break. But it's also apparently to promote more fat loss and weight loss in that in that your metabolism has a spike in metabolization during and after a workout. And then after something like three hours for the average person have elapsed, you're back to normal levels and then you can restart the cycle and get more of a benefit out of the second cycle as opposed to just prolonging it, something like that. This is, and I will admit this, this is an area where I have been more flexible because in order for this to be sustainable for me in a way that works, I will not always honor the three hour gap. And especially the last month and a half since I bought the shop, my workouts are half an hour gap. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm fully admitting, you know, that's breaking the rules by the standards, but it's what, what I am agreeing to do for myself right now. And I'm getting all the benefit from the program. I believe. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, if you were to ask me it, one, at least you're doing it, you know, participation and, trophy and two, you do have to do what's right for you at times. And this is where, you know, you're not meant to be on the full program 365 days a year. You're meant to be on the full program 165 days a year. Right. My my justification in quotes for this is the fact that I do the full 75 hard program 365 days a year now. Well, and I'm almost up to 365. I uh, I started in November and I have... Yep not stopped almost there yeah but but in that you know it i'm getting what i believe to be pretty much all the benefit out of the program but in order for it to be sustainable my schedule 
has to be a bit more compact. And so I do both workouts back to back so that I'm not taking two showers every single day. And <laughs> I have flexibility with the rest of my day. Right. Especially when I'm traveling, that one's easier to do. Um, okay. So phase two done. Phase three is 30 days that starts 30 days before the day before you started 75 hard. I think that made sense. Yeah. So if you started 75 hard on the 1st of December, you're starting phase three, the 1st of November. Correct. Yeah. So phase three is all of the tasks from 75 hard plus a random act of kindness, a conversation with a stranger and another cold shower. (laughs) And uh, so here's what I got out of phase three. You have to make eye contact with people. You have to acknowledge people. You have to look around at opportunities to be good to the world. You have to do all these things. You you have to do them if you want to check the box. And in order to check the box, you're going to have to figure out how to start a conversation with somebody you've never met before. You're going to have to think of a way to be nice to somebody. And then act on it and do it. And it can't just be the same thing every day. You can't just donate $5. You can't just buy coffee for the person behind you in the drive-thru every single day. You're supposed to be creative about it. So I left a $60 tip for a waitress in Pueblo, Colorado. I Let's see. What's another good one? I've had conversations with war veterans sitting on park benches. Well, I'm saying plural. That only happened once. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I've I've talked to professional chefs. I've talked to what's a good, another good one. Um, I'm struggling at the moment, but it it's like it is incredible, and especially if you work from home or you are around the same people all the time. This one's tough conversation with a stranger. Yeah. Conversation with a stranger is like, okay, you got to go out of your way sometimes to find people. And I remember there was once I was in a hotel room. I had been traveling. No, like, yeah, I had been, I'd been in the car traveling all day and I hadn't, I, you know, filled up with gas and talked to a cashier and that didn't count to the extent I wanted to. And I had to basically go out of the hotel and find somebody to talk to. (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) But it's worked. Uh, that's that's how you have to do it. Yeah, I, I really like that requirement in phase three, mostly because I would like to say I'm good at this mm-hmm. and, and actually doing it. I think it. you are. Uh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> like a couple weeks ago, I, t- I take a friend to the to the gun range and, you know, he's not much of a people person. And and uh, we get to the hundred yard range. And we start shooting for a little bit. Some people show up and I look over to my right. And I'm looking at what they're shooting. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I put my gun on safety. I put it down. I walk down. I'm like, hey, what are you shooting? Tell, tell me, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> and he tells me it's a 1980-something Brazilian FAL. And I'm like, Ooh. damn. I'm like, <laughs> like how, so like, how much does like, one of these cost if you're to go buy one today? And he goes, they're probably anywhere from three to five grand, depending on condition. I'm like, all oh, right, this is a neat gun, dude. Like, I, I have never seen one in person. He go, and Then he goes, you want to shoot it? There we go. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, if I said no, take me down range and use me as target practice. Oh, of course I want to shoot it. <laughs> it was like, I got my own ammo out. You know, I'll, I'll toss you a couple boxes out. Yeah, I'll gladly shoot it when you're done teaching the kids and whatnot. And calls me over and I shoot. He goes, hey, I have a I have an M4 with a silencer around it in the car. You want to shoot that too? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I do. You know so what's was, funny? I've shot an M4 with a silencer on it. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a fun gun. And, and I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you do your thing. Teach the kids that you, you're teaching today. Um, thank you so much. Um, if you have some time, walk on down to our benches and see if there's anything you'd like to shoot. And he did. And he came and shot one of our guns. And, you know, it, it's things like that where you just walk up to people and talk to them. I had mm-hmm. an old guy at the range that wanted to, you know, Tell me to live life as much as I could now. <laughs> like, yeah. gave me like this whole like distortion on living life. And meanwhile, my friend who's not like a people person doesn't talk. He goes, 
Dan, what the heck? Like, <laughs> he goes, how do you, how do you do this all the time? I'm like, you left with four new friends. <laughs> yeah, I go. This is how I find the opportunities to do cool things. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're gonna meet and who you're gonna talk to. Maybe yeah. some conversations aren't fruitful. Maybe some are. You yeah. never know. Yeah, totally. You never know what's gonna happen or who you're gonna meet. Mm-hmm. That's so that's awesome. why I I really love that specific requirement mm-hmm. in phase three. I think that's really cool. And and also it's just, all this is just forcing you to be nice to other people. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we could all use a bit more of that in the world uh, today. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think with that, I hope this encourages you to go try it. Just get out there and try it. And if you, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you to do this. So forget I even started sentence. Well, fine. I'm already down the road. Okay. If you want to just do phase three or do phase one, it's better than nothing. So if that's what you want to do and you want your 30 days, but you're going to have to do a cold shower if you're doing that, you know, the program is designed the way it is designed for a reason. Every little piece of it is a reason. And even the one compromise that I do make in the program of deviating from the gap between workouts, I know I am sacrificing one aspect in doing that because I'm aware of what every single little rule is because I've listened to all the podcasts, I've read the books. This is a very, very highly engineered program that can build you into the most elite version of yourself. If you have done this and you did not get the results that you were after or that other people promised you, it's because you didn't push hard enough. I'm talking to you, mom. (laughs) (laughs) My mom did 75 hard. She left it and was like, eh, that was okay. It was kind of inconvenient to have to do that second workout, but otherwise I didn't get much from it. Then I was in Seattle this past weekend and we were talking about books. And she said, you know, last year I read so many books and this year I've only read three. And here we are in August. And I, my first thought was, you know what you did last year that you haven't done this year? 75, 75 horror. And you probably read four books in 75 days last year. Right. So that's what this is for. If you want to become a more elite version of yourself, if you want to unveil what's possible in your mind, do this. Do it with conviction. Do it and commit to 75 days. Commit to the 75 days. Just finish the program. You're not, your life is not going to end if you do this. It's hard. There's hard in the name. Literally called the Live Hard Program. (laughs) If you do it and you suffer through the hardness of it, you will be a better person for it. I guarantee it. even Even those of you who don't think you get very much out of it, you're getting something out of it. I did out of the 38 days I was in. <laughs> I know I did. And, yeah. and it, there are pros and cons to it. You know, it. I think the biggest thing is if anyone's going to attempt 75 hard in general, um, you have to buy in 100%. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not both feet in, you're not going to finish. And that was my problem. And I think for a lot of people, there, it's the fact that your life is busy. Yeah. 10 pages of reading takes 10 minutes. The water should be integratable into your life. Diet should be integratable into your life. Cheap meals and alcohol, you're good. Just don't don't be a dumbass for 75 days. Right. <laughs> Progress pictures takes five seconds. The only one that you can make the busy excuse for is the workouts. And I will tell you, I lost sleep because of this program. There were Mm -hmm. nights I slept three hours because I woke up at two in the morning to do two workouts with a three hour gap between them before a 6 a.m. flight. Yep. That's part of it. That's just what you have to do sometimes. I used to I used to wake up at stupid hours to do those workouts. And that's just what you're committing to. And when you realize that that's possible and you wake up at two in the morning and you do two workouts and you get on a plane and you work a whole business day and you fly home or you go get to the hotel at nine o'clock at night, you will be so satisfied by the end of that day. Mm -hmm. You do that 75 days in a row, 
you'll survive. And those progress pictures will show a better, stronger person at the end of it. So my sales pitch is over. I got nothing to sell anyway. This is a free program. I just told you the whole thing. Just go do it. <laughs> and that's all I got. I think we'll wrap it up there. Anything right. else you want to add? Not on the 75 hard side of it. Um, how about but, the giraffe side of it? Yeah. I still want to know how much that giraffe's going to cost me. 75 giraffe. <laughs> That's a different program. We'll talk about uh, that next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What's going on uh, with the driven community? What, what are we doing these days? We got new members participating. I know. I saw the messages. <laughs> I, I saw. I saw there was a good feedback message from the call yesterday, and uh, yeah, and uh, that that's so enlightening to see. Yeah. So we had a very interesting weekly call talking about the fact that uh, my parents encountered a male thief on their morning walk, and a, what they a male, did like about stealing it. mail, not a, not the gender M A I L. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so somebody just going around with a grocery bag shoving mail into the bag from there 90 percent of his junk these days are bills what does it matter <laughs> eh, i get a check every once in a while in the mail uh, yeah i mean true but like i don't know what wh- there are better things to steal come on guys step up your game i don't contone theft <laughs> no of course not. <laughs> um just making jokes guys <laughs> but yeah so so you know we're we're in interesting territory with the driven network calls. I love what we're talking about. It's great stuff, whether it's, you know, how to navigate your career or your business to make it more successful in a, in a less stressful and more effective manner. We got you. If you want to buy your first project car or build your 20th project car, we got you. If you want to overcome an injury, if you want to get in better shape, if you want to do 75 hard, we got you. There are a couple elements to, the driven network and the driven community we're we're based entirely in discord so if you're interested in joining you can join a free town square style group of people that are all gathered together and you can you can go through the list of members and see if there's anybody in there that you want to reach out to and talk with and that's a great little element to the community and once a day you can get a motivational message from me talking about the beginning of your day and how you're going to go out there and kick ass. And if you want to take it a step further, we have the real private driven network community. And this is a locked portion of the discord app where you can go in and we'll have more in-depth conversations specifically about business, fitness, cars. This is where you get access to the weekly calls This is where you can get one-on-one coaching from pretty much anybody in the group. And we're all successful in different ways. And it's awesome to see us all continuing to grow and build that community. So if you're interested, you can get in touch with myself or Dan. And actually, I haven't talked about this in a while, but I'm going to be addressing it today when I go to work. So I'll address it here. I, we still have apparel for sale. And we don't talk uh-huh. about it very much, yeah, but we, we still don't. have shirts. We still have the original We Are Driven or the original V2, you could say, We Are Driven shirts with the dark checkered flag and the white text. And those are great shirts. They're high quality. They're soft. I love and, them so much. I'm probably going to have to buy more. <laughs> well, and, and you also have a one of a kind American flag we are oh, driven shirt. Yeah, that one I haven't worn as much because I'm trying to not ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> that, like that that's my Lake Day shirt because you know everyone out here is yeah. American flag hoorah. Yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah, because I know like the big one, the one with the big words on it that are all distressed. I think right. it was like the original shirt I bought. Correct. Is just about cooked. And <laughs> and then uh I think I have have the one I have the the normal checkered flag one which is in okay shape. And then I've got the one with just a little weird driven on the front. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, we still have some apparel. We also have hats and we may or may not have hoodies this year for the, the cold months. Don't you tease me, sir. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll wear with, a hoodie every day in the winter. <laughs> well, yeah. When I, when I unbox all of the apparel that's been sitting in my office for the last month and a half, not being looked at at all, I will be reinvigorated to promote the apparel. <laughs> um, okay, so 
that's what we got. And and so if you're interested in the apparel, the driven network, getting into the Discord, you can either find us at wearedriven.co, not .com, but our website, wearedriven.co, or you can message either of us personally on social media. That's the best way to get in touch with either of us. So Dan, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm best at Facebook and LinkedIn as Dan LaRue. Um, Instagram, it's Dan underscore LaRue. Um, those are probably the three best places to reach out. Um, if not, maybe someday a TikTok video, whatever I changed my handle to the last time we said this, which is, I think it's just D LaRue. I think maybe we shouldn't mention your TikTok account. No, anymore. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I've got some stuff cooking. Got I, it cooking. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> um, well, okay. It's, it's, ongo- it's, it's ongoing can- canonical. Canonical. Obviously, it's canon now. It's a joke. We got to say it because I don't like TikTok. It's been 50, I don't even 50 know what episodes. You're about. It's been 50 episodes. <laughs> I've been saying I was a hate TikTok, so I'm just going to say I have an account. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, and, and I'm at Arun Kumar, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Arun D. Kumar on Instagram. Or you can come visit me at the shop, Driven Auto Care in Fremont, California. I'm putting it out there. Heck um, yeah. So come find us at, at obviously another company with the word driven in the name. And that's all we got for today. So just another reminder, if you enjoyed this, leave a review, share it with somebody who needs to become more driven. And this has been Arun and Dan. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, stay driven. Stay driven.